Tappers, what's up? It is the Saturday edition of the Daily Tap. Hope you're doing well. Oh, yes, we are going on a Saturday, kind of replacing our Friday show. We're going to talk about the corny last dance image from Rodgers and Adams. We're going to react to that um, because I have a lot of thoughts. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and do a podcast. I'm not going to write about it. I'm going to talk about it. It's what I want to do. That's what the people expect from me. And we're we're going to do it. And I'm going to be a little fired up for it. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Brewers' big, big win against the White Sox. Talk about the rest of that series. And then lastly, we will talk about how I had parade FOMO all day. What was would have been the top of my show yesterday. I uh, didn't get there. I know it's kind of been a choppy week for the podcast. Thank you for hanging with us. Sorry it hasn't been as smooth as it should be. Um, I even hated the podcast I did um, on Thursday after listening to Ryan Rossello and Dan Patrick where they talk about how important it is to write down your thoughts before you start speaking. And I was like, I didn't do that. And I probably should have. And so I apologize for that. So I, I did it for this one and I'm ready to go. Like I said, last dance. Brewers White Sox, and then we'll talk a little parade FOMO at the end. Okay, let's get into it. So late last night, I'm watching a movie. I didn't finish it, Mystic River. Good movie, depressing movie. About an hour left, no spoilers for me, please. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both post Instagrams of the last dance image. So it is the fist pump between Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Uh, As for those who don't know or who lived under a rock or need me to explain it further, the last dance was a documentary about the 98 Bulls who had a ton of turmoil and the players basically had one last ride into the sunset. I have no idea what these guys are fucking doing. I have no idea why we are we are going down this route. It does not make any sense. It absolutely misses the mark. And it probably rubbed every fan who is a little bit online the wrong way. As we continue with the Aaron Rodgers saga, I always had thought the last dance option was on the table. I, I've talked about it a lot. I said you know what, to me, this might make the most sense, right? Like, this might just be the best option for the Packers. They cut their losses. They, not losses, obviously, that's a little intense, but they they get rid of Rodgers after this year. They trade him. Rodgers is a good soldier. He plays well. He works up even more trade value, maybe, for the Packers, and then he goes off into the sunset, whether he's playing for Las Vegas, whether he's playing for Denver, whether he's playing for any other other team in the AFC. And trust me, the Packers will not trade Aaron Rodgers to who he wants to get traded to. If you don't believe me, listen to Brett Favre talk to part of my take of about a few months back where Favre talks about how he thought he was getting traded to Tampa Bay and that's where he wanted to go. And then he ended up in in New York because that's what the Packers wanted to trade him to. And they wanted, they didn't do him any favors. Green Bay will probably not do Aaron Rodgers any favors. But as the last dance option, I never counted it out. I I thought it honestly made the most sense. But the, the thing that rubs a lot of people the wrong way is Rodgers and now Devontae Adams, who we'll get into a little bit later, said at the same time said the quiet part out loud. And because they said the quiet part out loud, it went over like a stale draft beer at a Wisconsin dive bar. 
nobody thought it was cute. Nobody thought it was like, all right, here we go. No one, there was none of that. No one really felt good about it. And, and I think the general consensus is who the fuck do these guys think they are? Is it Aaron Rodgers is not Michael Jordan. Devontae Adams is not Scottie Pippen. Like, Scottie Pippen, even though he was an essential Robin to and a second cent, second option, he is maybe the best se- second option ever. He's a top 50 NBA player. I know Scottie Pippen's been in the media and he's done a lot of bad shit recently with his weird comments about Phil Jackson. But Scottie Pippen is still one of the greats in the NBA. These guys have won absolutely nothing. I know Rodgers has a Super Bowl. I know he does. But it was fucking 11 years ago. And Milwaukee as a city and a, and a state of Wisconsin just won championship with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's one of the most humble, loyal guys that is out there, who did not leave Milwaukee, who decided to sign a five-year extension when everybody and their fucking mother was telling him not to. And because of that, I think it rubbed so many the wrong way. Everybody was kind of like, fuck off, dude. Like, we just saw Tom Brady get his seventh ring. And he's playing, he's going to go for his eighth. He's the Michael Jordan of football. That's who Tom Brady is. Tom Brady is the Michael Jordan of football. He just won his seventh ring and you're posting Instagrams? Like, it, it doesn't, doesn't even come close to being in the same stratosphere and and look i understand they love the 90s bulls we all love the 90s bulls we grew up with the 90s bulls i actually didn't love the 90s bulls, but a lot of people love the 90s bulls okay but at the same time you don't say that shit out loud no one needs to hear that okay even if that is the plan even if the plan on paper is hey we're gonna do one more year and then we're fucking out don't say it. Because guess what? A, the fans are on edge. B, a lot of these same Packer fans just won a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks. And some might say, like I saw that bald-headed fuck, Adam Rank, say, oh, the, the team you cheered for for the last three weeks. Fuck that guy, first of all. The Packers live so far in that guy's head, it is unbelievable. He is an embarrassment to the NFL Network and the NFL itself. And the fact of the matter is, is even if people just jumped on the bandwagon, even if it's a long-suffering Bucks fan and they're kind of a Packer fan, this shit is going to tune so many people out. So many people are going to just be apathetic about the Packers. And as somebody who play, who watched a basketball team like the Marquette Golden Eagles last year, where all their fan base was apathetic to Steve Wojciechowski, they watched, but it kind of just was a shoulder shrug. Not a Michael Jordan shoulder shrug, Aaron Rodgers. Just a shoulder shrug of, we don't really care win or lose. You win, great. You lose, okay, I guess. Like, the last thing you want as a team is apathy. You do not want people to just stop caring. And I think what Rodgers and Adams, because they're athletes and they don't think about this shit, get is the fact that a lot of people are going to be turned off especially when you just had the bucks win a championship and the bucks will be back in action through the sixth week 
of the NFL season or seventh week. I don't know. Don't fact check me on that. And then the Brewers, if the Brewers keep it up, we haven't mentioned yet. They're, I think, 15, 16 games over 500. They look like a World Series contender. What if the Brewers go through September and October and they're knocking on the door of a championship? Is anyone really going to care about the Packers? Of course people will care about the Packers. It's the NFL. NFL is king. But what I'm saying is there are going to be so many more apathetic Packer fans than there ever have been. Than literally ever. And I, I, you're like, Charlie, that's hyperbole. No, it's not. Look, the Packers have always been king. They're still king, okay? They're not going to be taken down just by one Bucks championship. But the amount of people that will tune out because they they just like the Packers, they like the Bucks more, they like the Brewers more, is growing and growing. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams did not have the foresight to see that is just, I don't know, man. I don't know how you can't, how you can't like picture that in your head. And someone say, hey, maybe chill. Or maybe just say back at it again. I don't know. What what if they did a fist pump together of them? A picture of those two guys doing a fist pump. I, I think I saw a Photoshop of Pro Football Focus did that. Why wouldn't they just do that? And just be and if and let people figure it out. Like, oh, what does that mean? Are they back? Is that what it means? Does that mean they're back? Like, that's great. I think everyone would be like, all right, Rodgers and Adams, they're back. No one's holding out. Like, this is great. Instead, we're all mad. And the fact is, Mark Murphy and Brian Gunacus, I think, I don't know if Brian Gunacus speaks to shareholders, but they have shareholders on Monday. And so now I guess I'm wondering, as I'm continuing to talk about this, was it calculated? Were they doing this intentionally so Mark Murphy would have to deal with uncomfortable questions from Packer fans who, you know, have, I don't know, maybe not the knowledge that you'd expect, but like Mark Murphy takes questions. Like he's going to get a lot of shrapnel on Monday and I don't know what Murphy's going to say. I'm sure they're briefing him today about like, all right, here's what, here's what they did. Here's what happened. Like, you're going to ha- probably have questions about this. Here's how I would I would answer it. I don't know. Really quickly on just Devontae Adams. Adams deciding he's also out is kind of a lame move. I think it's Rodgers driven. I think it's Las Vegas driven. Um, I don't know how they didn't get fined for tampering. I don't think tampering really is a thing in the NFL. Um, it's more of an NBA thing. But what, what Vegas has been doing is fucking tampering. So I just, I have no idea how that, that isn't a part of this. Last couple thoughts. I have no idea how the locker room is going to feel about this. Like, I get they're all friends. I heard David Bakhtiari on Ryan Rosillo's show, I think last week. Or this, it might have been this week. God, it's it's been a fucking week, guys. Um, and Bakhtiari goes, like, as a teammate with the Roger stuff, he's like, what the hell, man? I don't, I like, I have no idea. I've been kept in the dark. But as a friend, if you're like, I'm just done, I'm not going to play here, like, I got to support you. So I guess they'll be cool with it because they're all friends. But I mean, does is everybody friends with Rodgers and Adams? I don't know. Like, are the young guys going to be like on board? Or are the young guys going to be like, we just kind of want to ride with Jordan Love? Like, we're we're going to we're we're going to ride with Love, and you know what? Kind of this this doesn't matter. Like, you guys are out of here anyways. How are we supposed to buy into anything you're saying? There's going to be a lot of that. 
Last thought here, the pressure that the pack that Rodgers and Adams specifically, not the Packers, but that Rodgers and Adams put on themselves and I guess the team is unbelievable. They're going to regret doing this. If they start out one and two, if they start out three and three, the amount of anger, the amount of hate will be unlike anything that we've seen since 2008. That is how bad this is. It's how bad of a mark this is. That you wanted to be funny, you wanted to be cute, you wanted to kind of give Packer fans a, a little bit of a hint. And I'm sure some would say, well, they finally gave you a hint and now you're mad about it. Well, no, I always thought he was coming back. Adam Schefter was just trying to throw up a Hail Mary to not look like a fucking doofus when Aaron Rodgers came back. But I'll tell you what, when Aaron Rodgers returns to training camp on Tuesday, I'm not going to be throwing him a parade. I'm not going to be going crazy. We have a review that's that's kind of waiting in the wings for it. And we'll, we'll still broadcast it because I'm sure it'll be really funny. But at the same time, I'm not going to like feel that great about it. It's, again, the apathy is setting in with Rodgers and Adams especially. I want to win football games, but... I'm not sure how in I am on this season. It might take a few few more weeks and a few more months than it usually does. All right, let's move on to the Milwaukee Brewers. So the Milwaukee Brewers had a really nice game yesterday. They win 7-1. Tyrone Taylor broke it open with a grand slam. And my big thought from that game is that Tyrone Taylor just needs to keep his playing time. Like Tyrone Taylor deserves to be... St- playing a good amount of games. I don't know how much. He's not going to get sent down. He's not going to get DFA'd. Tyrone Taylor's kind of here to stay. He's made a case. He has eight home runs this season. He's playing very good baseball. He's a decent outfielder. And I, I just really think this guy has a future on this Brewers roster. I just don't know where. Now, could he be a trade piece? Potentially. It would suck but I think that he would be an interesting trade piece for a team like maybe Colorado who you know, is potentially going to trade Trevor Story or any other team that might be looking for some immediate talent where they can get him on the field because Tyrone Taylor is easily an everyday starter. Um, I think the move if when Lorenzo King comes back is that Jackie Bradley Jr. just sees the bench more and they just bring him in for defense. And so you just kind of rotate... The it's a Taylor, Kane, and JBJ, and that's kind of the order. My dad seems to think Taylor could play first base. It, it's possible. It's it's definitely possible that he could play first base. I don't want to give up on Keston Hira, um, even though Keston Hira continues to struggle. Um, I just think he's mentally just not there with his mom going through cancer, and I just think he's in a bad spot mentally. And I don't necessarily know if he's going to get out of the funk. I think the funk is there, and I I think he's it's kind of a wait and see. And if the pack, if the Brewers, excuse me, the Brewers think that he's done, basically, I think they trade him, right? I think that he's part of a deal potentially uh, in the next week. It, I don't think they'll go to that extreme, but it would not uh, surprise me, I guess. The Brewers really frustrated the White Sox with making their pitchers work. Now, Tony La Russa bitched about it after the game. That's not a surprise. Tony La Russa usually does that when it comes to AmFam Field. But I think the Brewers making pitchers work is very Dodgers, Cardinal, old school Cardinals-esque, right? Like 
making sure that basically you are going to make perfect pitches here. And if we know the ump has a tight strike zone and he is not calling much, then we are going to just take our time. And that's what the Brewers did. And they frustrated the hell out of the White Sox. The White Sox completely kind of lost the mental edge in the seventh inning. Larusa gets ejected, then a bad pitch to Taylor. It leads to a grand slam. Then Tim Anderson gets thrown out. I think another guy also got thrown out. The, the Brewers basically won the mental edge over the White Sox. And it all started from just being patient at the plate. And that, to me, is something that Milwaukee is doing a really good job of. I know people rag on them about strikeouts and things like that. And I don't think it's been as bad as it was last year. But it's, you know, it's kind of part of the game right now. You know, it's walk, strikeout, home run. There isn't a ton of contact every now and again. So I, I just think it's it's all right. Like, we're, we're in an all right spot here with what the Brewers are doing from a patient's perspective. Now, Fred Peralta did well. He pitched four innings. They plan to stretch him out more in the next start for him. They're really managing his innings. Um, the last thing I think they want to see is Freddie Peralta get hurt or really any of their guys get hurt. And I think that, to me, is the biggest conundrum for the Brewers kind of down the stretch. Like, it's, it feels like an embarrassment of riches to add another pitcher. But it might not be the worst thing in the world to add a pitcher, like at a cheap cost, like a, uh, I don't know, a player to be named later or a single A guy. I don't know who that guy is, right? I don't have a good example, but just kind of get somebody who can kind of either be a tandem guy where it's like four and kind of what Hauser did tonight, right? Where if Peralta pitched four, Hauser, I think, pitched three and then they gave it to Boxberger, he might pitch two. Doesn't matter. Um, and then. And then also kind of have like that have another guy like that because right now they just have Hauser. Now Ryan Weber was up for a second cup of coffee. He I think is back down. So can the Brewers find sort of that other like long reliever guy? Obviously Josh Lindblom's still in the minors. I have no idea how he's doing. I don't want any part of Josh Lindblom on a potential championship roster. So they'll have to find out who that guy is. But I I would not hate the idea of making some moves here if I were the Milwaukee Brewers. Also too, just wanted to call this out. Like if you haven't been in on this Brewers season for whatever reason, um, if you are a Bucks fan, if you are just like, I was so locked in and I just, I haven't really spent a lot of time with the Brewers. I'll admit like I, my Brewer watching in the last few weeks of the Bucks run has been, has decreased significantly and part of it is because as a fan, you just get up for Bucks games, right? Like you were so hyped. It was so intense. Every game mattered. And so you watch like, I don't even know what game we're into. I think we're into like the 80s. But you watch like game 75 of 162 a couple weeks ago. And you're like, eh, do I care? Like if they win, great. If they lose, eh. Yeah. So I think now because the, the Bucks have won the championship, there is now a little more of like, all right, this is this is cool. Like this is in. I'm in on this. Like the next two nights are great from a pitching matchups perspective. You have Carlos Rodon tonight going for the White Sox against Corbin Burns, and then tomorrow you have Brandon Woodruff against Lance Lynn. That game, by the way, is Sunday Night Baseball. So 
We'll probably do a podcast later in the night um, on Sunday. We'll do another podcast Monday, um, but we'll obviously talk more about this series. You'd love to win tonight, so you kind of go house money on sat on sat on Sunday. There we go. I was getting there. I had it, but yeah, you'd love to. You'd love to kind of win tonight. Radon's been really good though, um, and but the Brewers been all right against lefties. I mean, they have some good pop against lefties. Christian Yelich has done well against lefties. You have. Uh, you know, Avisel Garcia has some nice numbers. Tyrone Taylor, who obviously had a big game yesterday. See if he can follow that up. So we'll see what the Brewers do. Manny Pena, too. Another guy who has some lefty power. I would imagine Pena plays with how hot it's been. And the roof could be closed tonight. And if the roof's closed tonight, just an FYI, if you are coming up, if you're a White Sox fan, you're listening to this, uh, T's and P's, man. Like, just wear a tank top. Just wear... Like the sweat, it gets so hot in there. As Ichiro would say, it's like two squirrels fucking in a gym sock. Like it, the roof closed plus humidity is bad. Yeah, we have some storms brewing uh, later today, and I think the roof will be closed at least for a little bit. I do. I'd imagine they'd open that shit right back up once w- once the um, the rain is cleared, but the damage could be done already. So thoughts and prayers if you are headed to the ballpark this evening. All right, we'll wrap up the show today with a little bit of what I like to call parade FOMO. And this was going to be my open on Friday, and obviously didn't get to it, so put it at the back end of today's show. Man, I screwed up. Like it's like Jim. It's not even Jim Calhoun. Like the famous quote: "If you want me to say I fucked up, I fucked up." Our favorite drop when we used to do drops on the podcast. Like that was a classic drop for us. Like if you wanted, if you wanted to say I fucked up, I fucked up. I didn't like. I did fuck up, but not in that sense, right? Like I just screwed up because I planned so poorly, and it's it's kind of unlike me to not think ahead. Like I rarely don't think ahead on type on this type of shit. So like it bothers me kind of to the, it it does like bother me to the core a little bit that I didn't now work my day job was crazy the last 2 days and even the day the the on Wednesday it's been nuts. So I'm kind of happy I didn't didn't bow out. But I should have like 2 weeks ago. So right around the 4th of July I said, "All right, we knew the final schedule. We knew game six was Tuesday. Do you take off, you know, Wednesday? I didn't have the PTO. If I had like unlimited PTO, I think maybe I would have taken off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and just said, all right, work till Tuesday and then take the rest of the week off to sort of revel in the Bucks championship or be back to work on Friday. Um, but you wouldn't have done that because you would have said, all right, the, you know, if it goes seven, you'd want to have Friday off. So you, and you would say, well, are you jinxing the Bucks? And I think like, yes, that's potentially possible, but you have to, <laughs> look, I am a very superstitious guy. I wore certain shirts. I didn't wear others. I have a Giannis homage shirt that I really like, but I, when I wore it, um, we got blown out by Brooklyn in the, the one game. And then Giannis got hurt and looked like he was out for the season. The next time I wore it, I threw it on because I needed a shirt to go out to let my dog out uh, a couple nights ago. And I lost a bet for the Dodgers. I had a money line and I also had him in a parlay. Not that you care, but it was like a $50 swing. So I went from like being up, 
I don't know, I think I would have been up like 20 bucks for the day to being down $20. And that was the swing. And so that shirt to me is haunted. So you're saying, Charlie, I, I do believe in jinxes. But the fact of the matter is, is I should have just said, all right, take these days off. And then at least you have, you have sort of that halo. And if you then need to adjust and say, all right, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like here, here's what, here's what I can just, I'll peel these off. Like if the bucks lose or the bucks one and five, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's basically, I tried at least have this planned out and I did it. Now I kind of know better, I guess. I hope that there's going to be another opportunity. I hope that I didn't miss my mark on a parade. You know, who knows? Maybe I get this opportunity again with the Brewers. Um, maybe it's another one with the Bucks. But at least I'll be ready. The other part of it that is related is I have very limited PTO because I am getting married, as I've talked about. So there, that takes up some time. And I'm also um, going on a honeymoon. So, which has been pushed out to January. Um, not that this is an aside. And I am going to push so hard for the last week of the NFL season. So I can do honeymoon, last week of the NFL season, be back for the playoffs. It, I, that to me is ideal. I think I might miss the national championship because of that. That would be my only consequence, right? Would I be able to sacrifice missing the national championship for that? But who knows? Maybe we don't fly out till Tuesday morning and we were home on Monday. So I'm able to actually watch the national championship. Who knows, right? We, who, whom's to say, right? Um, my fiance was talking about going the second to last week. So I, actually that would be the last week of football. She was talking about the week of the, week of the ninth. So it wouldn't be the national championship. So after the first, basically do like a long trip. Now I'm just telling you, now I'm just talking to you guys. Um, so let me get back on. But basically what I was saying about the, so I screwed that up. And I screwed up my scheduling, and that's just unlike me. I'm a planner at heart, um, and it, it just didn't it didn't work for me. And so somehow I missed I missed the mark there. And the other part of it is I um I I just had FOMO, man. Like I just wanted to be out there. I wanted to party, and I wish that I was 21 to 25. And I think that is the best time to win a championship. As a fan, because if you think about it, you have no responsibilities. Like I remember I saw this kid who was a Marquette kid from New York and he's like, yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon, whatever. Saw him after a game, I gave him a hug. They made like fake uh, Bucks and Six jerseys with like white tees. It was very college. But that dude, man, like he probably has like an internship or he has a, a job at the campus and that guy just gets to fucking party his face off for five days straight and it, it won't affect him it won't affect him like he can party for five days before it's like all right i'm hungover. like i remember like my limit i remember there was a bender i went on when i was 21 i went like hard for five days and then that that sixth day it was completely like gas is fully out of the tank now if i drink hard for three straight days i'm hungover for two two of them after so it's really like a five-day thing. I, and I hate to sound like the old guy, but I just can't do it anymore. 
So in a, in a way, I'm kind of happy I didn't like just abuse my body again on Thursday because I was extremely hungover on Wednesday. That's been the thing that I have to, I'm coming to terms with is that I'm just not a young buck anymore. Like I can't do what I did years ago. Now, there's some rumors that uh, apartment 720 is going, I don't know if they, do they call it apartment 720? I think it's just number 720. That they are having a Bucks sort of party tonight. Uh, I saw some stuff on their Instagram. I would imagine PJ Tucker will be in the building. Um, if I see Mitch this evening, I think we're gonna have to do the PJ challenge. I think I can get champagne from the wine store um, across across the, the street and just, uh, just fucking celebrate, right? And just get after it. But that will do it. For the special Saturday edition of the Daily Tap. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, We'll see if there's any more fallout from the Last Dance stuff. We will talk about the Brewers White Sox. And if there's any, yeah, we'll probably find something about the Bucks to chew on as well. All right, take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye.